Welcome to Big Blend Radio with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazine.com. For over 20 years, Warner Laughlin has been a teacher and coach to Oscar, Emmy, Golden Globe, Tony, and Grammy winners and nominees. Her acting technique shatters the myth that an actor's past emotional dramas and dramas uh, must be the fuel or foundation for their work. In fact, her unique technique has been used to help create some of the most remarkable performances of our time from actors such as Amy Adams, Ryan Reynolds, Kyra Sedgwick, and countless other award winners. And we're excited to have Warner join us here on Big Blend Radio today to discuss her career and revolutionary technique that's now out in print. This is an incredible book. You know, I've been sitting and reading it, and as a singer, it resonates with me. As a writer, it does. Um, you know, so it's, it's it's really exciting, and uh, go get it. It's called The Warner Laughlin Technique, an acting revolution. Of course, you can get it on Amazon, all those great places. But I also encourage you to go to Warner's website. It's warnerlaughlin.com, and that's L-O-U-G-H-L-I-N, uh, not Laughlin in Nevada. So warnerlaughlin.com. <laughs> Welcome, Warner. How are you? Thank you. So happy to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm excited about this. You know, I've been reading this. You know, Nancy, uh, she does the art side of things. And it's very interesting. We always have these talks about creativity and the arts. And um, where is it that, where do you draw that line of bringing your past in? Um, And reading your book and and getting to understand this technique, I really love it because I've done it as a singer where um, I remember getting up on stage and going through a breakup and going, oh, I'm going to dedicate this song and just like belt it out. And then like now I actually started to lose what I was supposed to do with the song because of that. And um, it, it took a while for me to understand as a singer to um, create the story and the character that's in the story. And, and I think that's kind of similar to what you're talking about with this technique, right? You've got to step away from all that. Exactly. And you can desensitize yourself, too, over time um, as an yeah. actor if you're, if you're using your past. And the same with a singer, too. If you're using your past to get to that emotion, um, it feels like it would be simpler to do it that way. <laughs> but it's mm. uh, almost, you know, over time it's not repeatable. And when you're an actor, you need to be able to repeat an emotion take after take after take. And a singer as well, really. Mm-hmm. And so I mean, it's really, is this about developing a character, really, that is separate from you? And isn't that part of being an actor, is that you're, you're you know, portraying somebody other than yourself? Exactly. And you're always going to create it through your eyes and your imagination. So that, that part of you, it's not like it's completely distant from who you are entirely, mm-hmm. only because it's coming from your individual, unique and beautiful and wonderful imagination. So we keep, so we keep did, you know, a degree of ourselves, yeah. Yeah, it's still you. Like everybody has it, like a singer has a signature sound. I'm not an actor, so I'm using my singing thing here. Um, <laughs> but you, you, everybody has their signature who they are. You know, we know who Tom Hanks is, and he's got roles that we go, that's a Tom Hanks role, you know, not necessarily a podcast, <laughs> yeah. but it's who you are um, and, and your sensibilities. What led you to this technique and even teaching? Well, teaching was completely, utterly by accident. If you ask me, Oh, 20-something years ago, um, if you said, oh, you're going to be an acting teacher, I would have, come, I would have laughed. <laughs> uh, this was a technique that was birthed really from my own need. Um, I was mm-hmm. an actress for years, and I had always been taught 
you know, method acting, which most of our schools and universities out there and acting studios all over the world really use a form of substitution, meaning I'm going to substitute my own past and my own tragedy and trauma, and I'm going to put them right into this scene, into this emotion. It, mm-hmm. it makes sense on the surface, but the reality of it mm-hmm. is that when you're in front of a camera and you have to repeat that take after take after take, you over time desensitize yourself to it, and you can't get there, which is completely frightening <laughs> when you hear the word action. Um, and besides yeah. that, it's completely psychologically harmful to keep dredging up you know, past tragedies and hurts and traumas that we've experienced. I mean, science even even tells us that because it lives with you. Mm-hmm. It stays with you. It it bleeds into your life. And art isn't supposed to, I don't think, uh, be psychologically harmful. <laughs> I, I agree with you on that. I mean, I know just even on doing radio shows and interviewing numerous people about numerous topics, you know, there's things that trigger things in the past. And, you know, it's like, okay, we're going to get through this, and I want to cover this because it can help people over something that I may have gone through. Or, um, And after the interview's done, I'm back in that emotional place, and I'm like, dude, that sucks. Yeah, I don't want to go through <laughs> right? that again. I don't want to relive this, you know. So it's, it's um, it, 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 yeah, it's like looking at Facebook sometimes. You're like, dude, <laughs> I thought I got rid of you. <laughs> Leave me alone, stalker. <laughs> no, you're gone, and right there you are in my face, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 So then you're in that, but then that to me is like, where are you if you're, you're not, you're, you're you're creating from an emotional place, not a strong place. Actually, I, I don't think. And it 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 stays with you too. It it mm-hmm. haunts you for not just maybe today or tomorrow, but maybe next week, maybe next month. Uh, and we're mm-hmm. meant to we're meant to experience you know tragedy. We all do, right? And we're meant to heal from that and move on. And sometimes when we try to use that in our art, just like you were saying right now um it creates a creative stop in other words we'll go oh no 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 don't feel that don't feel that <laughs> i'm not going to feel mm-hmm. that i'm not going to revisit that i don't want to go there anymore which is a problem yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and then what happens when you have to be happy that's the other thing so this emotional side i mean do you remember the you know if you're really really happy about something there's always going to be this, this the kicker of the happy goes to bed at some point so it's so nice <laughs> You know, you talked yeah. about it in your book about it being in a scene and then, you know, you went from, you know, this really sad memory and then you couldn't pull out of it to be in the happy zone. So it kind of just keeps flowing right through. It really does. As much as I tried to disguise my pain in the scene that I was shooting next, it still bled through there. And, and like I was saying in my book, the director mm-hmm. came over and embarrassingly said, do you realize you've got this little black rain cloud over your head? I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what's it like creating a new technique like this? Because, I mean, when you think about it, you know, acting has been going on for eras. I mean, way back way back when. It's, you know, it's an, it's an ancient thing. Even royalty had shows, you know. Um, but how, who was teaching, you know, the actors way back when and to now um, – where have we? Where? How has the education part of it gone through the years? But what is it like to say, well, I've got a new way, and everybody else has been going. Well, we've been doing it this way for years. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and they do too. Oh. <laughs> I mean, there's an uh, I think in, uh, in just human nature, change is difficult, right? Uh, mm. If you think about all the techniques that the acting techniques that we've had, most of them have been based on Stanislavski, who was a genius, really. Um, but he, you know, that's we're talking 1800s when we only had theater. So, well, I mean, we didn't even have electricity, right? Or did we? No, I don't know. <laughs> but, we probably um, had it, solar, but they also didn't want to tell anybody about that. <laughs> <laughs> right, it was a well-kept secret, right? Yeah. Uh, but um, So he developed, Stanislavski developed this technique that would work in theater. And if you think about it, you've got the beginning, middle, and end of a play, and then you go home, and you come back the next night, mm-hmm. and you do it again. Um Stanislavski actually, in his later years, decided that substitution was not a viable way to do things. Uh, Stella Adler went over to Paris, I believe it was, on his deathbed and said, teach me, teach me. I'm really truncating this now. (laughs) And so he did. And she came back to the States, you know, there was the group theater with Lee Strasberg. There was Meisner and all of those guys. And she goes, guys, we got this wrong he's he's not using substitution now he's he he's um embarking on a on a imagination based technique way of doing it right and they went no 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 and the group theater split up which is why we have Lee Strasberg who is method right why we have Sandy mm-hmm. Meisner why we have all of those teachers those acting teachers in American theater, and that's all. We're such a young country, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. But that's that's all we had been taught. But I, I love Stella Adler, but I think that her technique doesn't quite go psychologically deeply enough. Hmm. This is interesting. I mean, because it gets into the, the whole psychology thing, and I think that's what actors do. They have to pull on, you know, the psychology of characters. There's this reading of people. Did have you seen? Um, you know, when, uh, Jim Carrey, when he did the Andy Kaufman movie, yes, and yes. how he became Andy Kaufman and that process, I thought that was one of the most fascinating things I've ever seen. His, I, I don't know if you saw the documentary where he talks about how basically even the people on the set didn't want to be around him because one minute he'd come in drunk, but he was like Andy Kaufman nonstop. What would that, I mean, what is that? <laughs> it was pretty, like, intense. You know, he wasn't going back in his own life. He just, he thought he was having this, conver- like, that, I don't know, Andy Kaufman was beaming down into his body or something, you know. Um, <laughs> it, it was just kind of this connection where he totally became Andy Kaufman on set and off set. And it was a lot of actors. Wild. Yeah, right. And a lot of actors do that. First of all, it it, it can alienate you from your fellow actors and yeah. your crew and 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 everyone else around you for one. But then it bleeds into your home life for two, mm-hmm. and it's actually completely unnecessary to do that. It's it's like if you if you watch Amy Adams on set, she can go mm-hmm. to that place um, instantly, and. At cut, she can walk off set and have a, a happy life. Um, and she can repeat it, take after take after take after take. She can go there. And it's important to be able to do that and to have your own stable, <laughs> two feet on the ground, happy life mm-hmm. when you're not a character. It's, it's just an unnecessary way of 
torturing yourself. Because <laughs> it was, it would. We were watching, and Nancy and I were watching this, and we we're like, "This is like, it is painful. It, it's like, okay, this is now taking over your life, and it, it, yeah, you know, there's this balance that we have to have in life, you know. Otherwise, we don't, you know, enjoy the rest of the world of, you know, the fruits of the world that are out there, you know, whether it's family or travel or, and then I feel like when you bring on a character and you're like stuck in there now you're not seeing anything new you've lost your observation skills at a certain point right exactly exactly you're exactly mm-hmm. right and have you ever wow. watched a performance and and thought geez that makes me uncomfortable i can't figure out why mm-hmm. but it's just yeah. making me a tad uncomfortable they're probably using substitution it's <laughs> uh, or if yeah. you've seen a crying scene where someone is just overwrought and emotional um, and it's a believable cry, but you don't feel anything as uh, as an audience member watching it. You're not uh-huh. engrossed in it. That's probably a substitution, too, because you can't be in two places at one time. You can't be in the character's life and in your life at the same time. There's a break, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we actually can't multitask anyway. They, science has proven that. Like, it, just right. get over it. I mean, you can, yeah. but it doesn't mean you're being effective, you know. And <laughs> and so, and and then how are you believable as a character? I mean, to me, in reading your book too, it's like this is so much fun. I want to be somebody else for a day or or a month and just you know develop this personality. I, I think it is because it to me observation is always just such a, an exciting thing and to learn and. Uh, it, it's just, wow, let's see how this feels from this person's perspective. And I feel like if we do more of that, we're actually going to understand humanity better. <laughs> we need to all be <laughs> actors for a while <laughs> just so we can well, understand people better. Exactly. <laughs> so many people came, uh, will come, uh, many times people will come and go, oh, my gosh, now I understand my boyfriend. <laughs> because they <laughs> literally, you know, broke down his life uh, in, in using the technique and they're like oh i get it now i get what what yeah. where i can like tweak him and I'm, I'm not meaning to or uh sometimes people go wow i use the technique and i really understand my own behavior a little more so uh, that's a unintended mm-hmm. but good consequence i think <laughs> now what about the writers using this because I, I to me like i was saying for me you know as a singer i was like yeah that that's something you know, because I I saw that my performances were not consistent, and and actually I wouldn't remember words if I if I was in my own zone. But if I, you know what I mean, if it was about me, if I made the songs about me, I lost that connectivity, and my energy wasn't consistent because I do have I'm jumping up and down right now. You know, I have that energy, <laughs> but if it's not consistent, if it's not crafted or developed I can't even explain it but reading your book I'm going yeah this is where I messed up and this is where you know as I started to go okay just take it away from yourself and go into and then also like when I was singing in the very beginning I would emulate other singers to learn the the craft but then you had to get to this point of not being them and being you and yet telling the story from that person or place that that song is about so you did almost have to you had to like have the structure, but you could still jam, jam and be different. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Structure is good. Um, a lot mm. of people don't um, have an avenue in, and I think the technique helps you with an avenue in, a, a basis to start from, to start creating mm. from. 
Uh, it's like if you if we were painting a canvas, you know, what's the first thing you do? You know, instead of just thinking, oh, I want to put a beautiful picture on canvas, it's the same with a writer as well. Um, developing that character from the time they're tiny, 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 three, four, five years old, and building a life, you know that character. Or even if you're if you're uh, singing a song, being able to embrace that that person's point of view and um, the emotion behind that as well is really, really helpful. Mm. Yeah. I mean, so if if I said to you, okay, now you get to be, um, let's see, a, a, a villainous woman in the 1860s, right? <laughs> what would you do as an actor? Would you go and look up what, it, what women were like back then and look up any of the villains and if she was, you know, because that's the thing too. It's one thing to to be a character that is part of history and people know, or even, you know, modern times, right? But if it's a complete new character, in a way that to me would be easier. But um, how do you start t- developing that character from that position of actually understanding how to be that character, um, whether it's, you know, some people know or a completely new character as an actor? Well- Let's take that example of in the 1800s, right? Yeah. We would uh, <clears throat> we would want to explore what does the world look like? What do mm-hmm. what do people do? What do um, how are what are the social mores like? How are women, for instance, uh, seen? How are they treated? What are their expected ways of behaving? That sort of thing, and then we'd get down to the person herself, and explore her emotional makeup what makes her tick what what makes her behave the way she behaves is it and we would explore her family her um the way she was raised the birth order is really important when you're looking at a character mm-hmm. um socioeconomic mm-hmm. levels uh, levels of education um you know siblings uh, friends uh education all of that all comes into play when you're developing a character because each of those things impacts us differently we're all little snowflakes an interesting thing is (laughs) that people have always been people my son Uh once said to me he was having trouble with a girlfriend and he goes oh mom you just you don't know you don't know because it's different now (laughs) i'm like "Mm." (laughs) actually it isn't it is sure but it isn't Uh too we behave the way we behave we're still human beings now as we were in the 1800s so psychologically yeah we have different things to deal with but psychologically we're you know human beings (laughs) exactly we we all have that (laughs) We, well, we all put our pants on the same way, right? I, I don't believe that, but some of us don't wear pants. <laughs> but, but, but at the end of the day, we still have a heartbeat, right? There's that. There's that. Uh, you know, we just may have a different – I might have flowers on my pants. There you go. That's what I want to say. Exactly. I want flower power on there. <laughs> but So when when – like – isn't it like a, a a really good place if the actors, if they're using this technique of yours um, and understanding how this character development and having those boundaries and this is me, this is my character, you know. So when you're, you know, <laughs> if you're if if you're in The Shining, you don't need to attack people with a knife when you get home. <laughs> you, know I mean? you don't have to go here's Johnny when you get home, but. Um, I mean, for the actors to all be on the same page and then the directors and, and, and everybody putting a film together or, or a TV show or even a, a, stage, a theater, 
isn't it in a way important or it would flow better if everybody had that kind of, you know, I'm just saying sell your technique by group. (laughs) 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 If everybody was using it. Be a stronger yeah, I, I wish they would. Yeah, it would be great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I have had films in which there uh, two of my actors were in the same movie, which is really interesting because you can see a slight, you know, slightly mm-hmm. elevated performance from them because they just work more efficiently. It's like Disney, um, Disney Animation Studios mm-hmm. um, uses my technique. The animators mm. do, and the story editors do, oh, wow. as, so that they can be, because in animation there are thousands of people. I mean, it, those guys are fascinating. They're just the most creative, yeah. love people. Oh, my gosh. And yeah. very shy, very shy, mm. usually. <clears throat> but they, but they uh, use the technique so that they, they can all be on the same page. They can speak the same language, as it were. They know mm. exactly where... Um, this character, for mm. instance, I worked with him on Frozen. Mm. So we you know, developed, you know, a whole psychological profile of Anna and uh, Elsa, and of mm. course all the other characters too. But it it helps the animators to be able to come from the same place. So everything flows. You know, that's that's what I'm thinking. Even on a performance, if it, it could all gel together and flow that way, and and then the characters are really strong because at the end of the day. There's stories that are strong and characters that are strong, which is the best, right, and has right. a good dynamic in it. Um, but there's also sometimes stories that are just looking at a glimpse of someone's life or whatever. And um, it's not like this huge, huge story, but it's going to be something that kind of just makes you think. It's kind of like chewing gum that you just keep chewing on. It. It's like, you know, there's some, like a, you know, a scene from someone's daily life. But it doesn't work unless the characters are really strong. You know, so all everybody has to be strong to make to pull that kind of thing off. And if there is a weak link, it it shows quite readily too, right? But yeah, we want to follow. Yeah. We we're fascinated with people and where their lives go and how they think and how they behave and what makes them tick and that sort of thing. So yeah, we will follow a character and and that character journey more quickly than we'll even follow the story sometimes. <laughs> So you do. I know we're talking a lot about actors and theaters, and and you know, there's writers who are doing you know the, the scripts and everything. But what about you know novelists? Are novelists using this? Because to me, that's the key thing. Because you know, we interview so many writers, and that's who you resonate. It's the character, man. And if you don't, you know, feel like you're you're part of that character's story, even if it's a villain, right? We love to love the villains. Um, that's such an important part of of a, of a novel. Yeah, novelists. Um definitely do use it. It, it. They find that it helps them create that nuance that, mm. that takes their character, that, that gives their character just a little bit of um, a uniqueness. And, mm-hmm. and it, it's, it, I think <clears throat> they flow, the writing flows more readily when you know that character so incredibly well, when you mm. are just in their skin. It seems to flow mm. rather than trying to fit your you're trying to make your character go along your storyline. Uh, in other words, letting your character tell you where the story goes sometimes, yeah. which is really fun. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're making me all creative. Like now, I want to go off and write <laughs> something. I don't. It's like I'm like this is. It is fun. Creativity is fun, and that's the thing. And I think um, 
I want to go back to the emotional side of this because, you know, in, in the music world, the theater world, the, you know, the acting world, um, there's all the dramas that come from, you know, uh, what are people ordering for their green room <laughs> to, to <laughs> like, I don't want to be with so-and-so on set. And, I mean, there's the drama, and, of course, all the, you know, the tabloids love it, or they'll create something for everybody, too. <laughs> <laughs> there's their, their creation. <laughs> they know how to oh, they create do, characters. <laughs> but, but, you know, so when – when you come from more of this balanced approach where you know you're developing your character but you can switch on and off, doesn't that kind of alleviate the drama in the actual process between everybody? It kind completely of, does. <clears throat> um, create a, a, <laughs> the tabloids, oh my goodness. <laughs> they will create <laughs> they will create um turmoil when there is none there it's just fascinating to watch but when you're on set it's kind of like a family you know especially if you're on location uh, mm-hmm. it's a very small little world but it, it's so important not to get so wrapped up in your character that you cannot let it go because mm-hmm. if, if if you're a man, your wife did not marry Al Capone, for instance. <laughs> your wife, did, <laughs> your kids probably don't want to see that coming home. It's just, it's it's uh, yeah, <laughs> not good. And I see a lot of people. Yeah, and what about from the director perspective too? Um, how that 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 relationship? Let's put it that way. That communication, how that can work. Um, you know, trying to push an actor, and maybe an actor's really got the character, but the director's seeing it in a different light. What about that relationship? Uh, it's an interesting one. You have all kinds of different directors. Uh, some directors are very result-oriented, and, um, result and they'll say things like, oh, I think she should be angrier here. Well, it's difficult to play angry because you're mm-hmm. playing at something rather than being angry, and the the point is to be angry. But the way for instance, that I might be angry might not be the same way the character gets angry. So as an actress, you would ask yourself, why is my character angry right now? Oh, because it goes back to, and I can promise you it will lie somewhere in that homework you've created, somewhere in that character development. That's where it will lie. And so it's quite easy to to, uh, be directed, in other words. Some mm. some directors think um, directors who don't really know how to work with actors, and there are a lot of them out there. Bless their hearts. Mm. But <laughs> some will go. Yeah. Come up, and they'll come up to you and they'll go. Think of a time when you were really, really angry at, say, your mother, for instance. And you're sitting there going, No, <laughs> I. I I don't want to go into my past to think of when I might have been angry at my mother, for instance, because I'm this character right now. So yeah. you, don't, you don't have to oppose a director. You just take what he says and you kind of translate it, in other words. And most actors have to do that anyway. It's, the reason I have a job on set a lot of times is just to be that translator because directors speak, directors speak, and actors speak, mm-hmm. actors speak. And they don't often gel. <laughs> No matter what yeah, technique you, you use, yeah, and and you have to be you have a strong core. I mean, here in in the magazine world, in in you know we've done it in two different countries with huge staff, small staff, no staff. You know, and tech. You know, with now with technology, it's a different world. But you, you would watch, and I think this is in any company with the, there's the creatives 
sitting on and creating and writing and doing the art for a magazine. And then here comes the outdoor salespeople walking into the office, and all of a sudden everybody's like, yeah, get out, <laughs> get out of my bubble. You know, <laughs> I remember in South Africa when Nancy had her magazine over there, and you know, and, and I would do both. And that's really, you have to learn how to fluctuate between the the business sales thing to now, okay, and in development and all that, and now, you know, want to get into the creative process. And it's one of those, it, that, to me, this is that technique side of it, where how do you go from that to that? How do you, you know, switch your creative brain on and then switch it off? And and it would be a drama in the office. I mean, we had this guy, Derek, and he, he would talk to his computer, and it was the coolest thing, unless you're in a mood. And he would be like, bing, bong, bing, you know, whatever, blah, blah. You know, we have all these characters. And everybody would have their thing, and the creative people kind of just all had their thing, and nobody cared. You know, all of a sudden, somebody <laughs> would yell at the stand-up and swear at the computer, and none of us cared. And then the salespeople came in and did anything loud, the creative people basically, doors are slamming. You know, it didn't, it didn't work. Um, there was this balance. But there is in business, whether you're an actor, a writer, uh, a musician, anybody in the arts, you have to be able to change your brain between business and creativity and and deal with people that are are on the opposite side that you're on at that moment (laughs) right and and that comes back to that whole idea of actors being the character on set all day long through lunch through you know everything um you're you're exactly right and we have to switch our brains and it's quite easy to do if you just know how to do it Mm-hmm. You got your right side and your left side, and you just go do the hokey pokey and turn yourself <laughs> around. <laughs> so what is about the core, that strength, um, when you hear about, you know, someone going west to L.A. to Hollywood, you know about that. Uh, yes. I'm going to be an actor. I'm going to do this. And everyone goes, okay, here comes the starving artist. And the parents are like, oh, my God, <laughs> you know, my little girl is going to, you know, she's going to end up with some crazy other people and, you know, she's not going to make it living and then she'll end up doing this. And then, you know, and then it's not easy. I mean, it's, it's, it, it is one of those crazy, crazy industries. The entertainment world is crazy. And it can be hurtful. So any tips for those getting started um, in anywhere in the world uh, that, you know, they really want to do it, but it can kind of wear on you? Stick to the truth about yourself. Mm -hmm. Uh, Know that you don't have to conform. You don't have to, um, for instance, change your nose or change your your chin or Mm. you don't have to be that beautiful goddess or for a guy you don't have to you don't have to change who you are because you are unique and there is something that you have to offer and if you stick with that premise first of all and rather than think about what is it they want oh they want you know beautiful flashy girls or something. no just they want you so i think first of all mm-hmm. having a really good solid technique <laughs> behind you, no, for real, so that you're not walking in auditions and winging it. I call it the wing and the prayer method. I used to do it, I know, right? Mm. Because when yeah. the, the substitution didn't act, didn't um, work for me every time, and a lot of actors go through that. They're like, yeah, yeah, it works sometimes, but not all the time. It, you need a good, solid craft under your belt, and if you put the mm. time in, persistence is huge, 
as well. Because for every day you're in L.A., for instance, or you're in New York or whatever city you're in, every day that goes by that you don't quit, somebody does. Hmm. So persistence is, is really a thing, too. Another reason not to use substitution, um, because when you're walking in auditions, and if you're using your own life, you've just bared your soul in front of all of these people, and they've basically rejected you. So the rejection is deep. It hurts. It feels like, wow, I showed you. I just cut myself open and showed you who I am, and you didn't like it. The reality mm. of the business is that's not entirely true. Oh. But when you're when you're using, you know, imagination based, it's as if I've created this thing, this character, and this might not be the take on the character that you're looking for. The reality is we don't get cast for a lot of reasons. Things like they needed a blonde and you're a brunette, or they wanted someone that was 5'2 and you're 5'8, and just a hundred different reasons why you don't get cast, which is why it's difficult for younger Mm -hmm. actors to look at it as anything other than rejection, but it really isn't. The more, if you think about a hundred rocks on the ground and each one you pick up has a no underneath it, rather than thinking, geez, all I get are no's, realize that you're getting closer to picking up the rock that says yes underneath it. It's all perspective and how you do it. If you if you walk mm-hmm. into an audition, never walk in an audition to get something. Always walk in to give something. This is my version of this character. I like that. And I like what you're saying about, you know, oh, I cut open my life. Here's my story. You know, it's almost like you went to confession and then the priest turned around and said, sorry, that wasn't good enough. That wasn't a good story. I love that analogy. I'm so stealing that. I'll give you credit. (laughs) Okay, good. You know, because I know that feeling. Of, of being there, no, it's like you will, you know, but it, that, and that's the thing, it's like, um, I think, and then you're putting yourself out there on this, with your wobbly legs, because now it, it's not really the character, it's you, you're tearing yourself up, and it's still not a match, you're, you're you know what I mean, it's like, just create the character, it's, it's far more fun, <laughs> to me, that's the thing, I, I find this so exciting, and it, um, it really, to me, I think this this can help writers with writer's block too, because this writer's block thing is just because people don't just start typing or or start writing however they want to do it. And I, I think it's these kinds of techniques that even as an actor, you know, um, there's times where suddenly your nothing will come out of your mouth, right? <laughs> it's like, okay, exactly. I've got this whole thing. And then all of a sudden everyone's there and they go, action, and you're like, where, where, where? (laughs) That's it, I'm done, or you pass out. So once you have these kinds of um, strengths, when you build it, and and that's the other thing, right? It it just doesn't happen overnight. Once in a blue moon, people get that. But then they have to learn something later. So everybody has their time. Of, of throughout their careers and whatever they're doing, that it, it just takes time and practice and building, right? It's You can't just think you're going to get in and that's it, I'm going to be famous, right? And, there, <laughs> and that's exactly, thing, right? Uh, yeah. Exactly right. And there are ups yeah. and downs as well. You know, you can have a beautiful career happening and then, ooh, you might not work for a little bit. It, it just, Amy Adams, for example, you know, she mm. she did Catch Me If You Can, 
And mm-hmm. we thought, oh, wow, okay, here we go, this is it, because it was a huge movie with, you know, Tom Hanks, mm-hmm. speaking of him, who's a wonderful human being, and Leonardo DiCaprio yeah, and that whole crew. And after after Catch Me If You Can, she she didn't work for a long time, and then she got a television series and was let go from that series. And, it, you know, something like that is just devastating when you're, yeah. when you're an actor. Uh, she calls me up. She goes, "I'm moving back to Colorado," and I said, "I will, I will drag you back, <laughs> kicking and screaming." <laughs> no, she's like, "No, nope, that's it. I'm done." I'm like, "No, no, no, no. You cannot, right?" Mm-hmm. And still, it was a uh, uh, quite a bit um, of time before she got this audition for a movie. And she's like, "Oh, I don't know. It's a little movie." I said, "Well, let me read it." I read it. I thought dang, this character is a fantastic character. Always go for the role, never the money, right? So mm-hmm. the money will come. The money will follow. So I I thought, no, Amy, you should definitely go in and read for this. And she's like, oh, okay. So we worked on it. She went in to read. Then she's like, oh, I got a call back. I'm like, what are you saying? Oh, I got a call back. She goes, I don't know. And she goes in, she books the role, and the following year, she was. It was a tiny little movie at that time. Um, that was her first nomination for an Academy Award. Wow! Wow! Is that yeah. amazing? It's that June it's bug, always. Yeah. You, it it it's every time you want to, you you want to just okay. That's what I've done too much. Then you take that extra step. Something happens, and it's always right at that, the epitome of frustration and feeling like. You know, it's never going to work for me. You know, I've done all this, right? And then you get to that point. So this is interesting when you when you hear the story. And thinking about you, I know that you know you you're a coach with actors, but this it seems to me from especially from reading your book, you're very personal and um, warm. It, it's like a very open place. And I think when when you're working with actors, this is it's there's technique, but there's also their there's coaching of them of their career pretty much with this, right? There is. There is that involved, too. Yeah, I think acting teachers, I know they're, well, there's a thing I say, which is ego is the great killer of creativity, and I think it is. And I think there are a lot of acting teachers out there who are ego crazy or they feel like they didn't make it as an actor or an actress. But I Mm. truly believe in giving actors wings, not weights, because it's, mm. you know, as an actor or a singer or a writer, you're com- you're so completely vulnerable, and you need props <laughs> rather than mm-hmm. being told don't 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 all the time. Another thing I notice with with people, um, whether it be actors or writers or singers, there's a thing I call plateauing, where you feel stagnant and stale and stuck. Mm. I've noticed that those that persist through that little period of time always take a quantum leap. Now, I don't like to always always say always or never say never, but I have right. never seen an actor um, or an artist like that, if they persisted, I've never seen one who didn't take a quantum leap. I've seen them quit at that point, but I've never seen it, I've never seen them yeah. not fly. Yeah. So you got to work that that frustration level. I always look at it when people get up to it, I'm like, "No, you're about to have a breakthrough." 
when, when things go wrong, even in life, like all kinds of weird things will start to happen. You're like, I'm tired of it all. You know, that's it. I, I want to go have a goat farm. That's what Nancy and I always say. It's like, okay, <laughs> she's planting daffodils. I'm raising goats. We'll have cheese and wine. And, uh, you know, what could go wrong? Everything. Because that's <laughs> life. But it's right yeah. when you feel that, then all of a sudden, I mean, there's, and I, it'll, it can come from technology. It can come from, you know, and technology is big. That's, that's something you talk about, too. Look at where technology has come now. And it's made people have to change how they do things in all industries. And you get frustrated. Oh, I've done it this way. And then you get stagnant. And then it's really, it's this push to go to that next level, that quantum leap you're talking about. It's an, it's, it, and it happens. It happens, and I think we get a lot of those stages. I think there's like seven or eight big ones in our life. I don't know, I so but it too. feels that yeah. way. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I think you're exactly right, yeah. It's those life-changing experiences that you you don't understand at that right when it's happening, and then all of a sudden you wake up and go, oh, I'm going to do it this way. You have to change. That's yeah. the thing. You have to always and develop and change to and Change move can forward. be uncomfortable. It can be uncomfortable sometimes, but... My mother used to say yeah. to me, all good things are coming, and I accept them. Mm, I don't know where right. she got that. <laughs> but I like it. I'm going to keep yeah. your chin up. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I love that. I love yeah. that. Lastly, um, you also work with comedians, right, because you've got another book on that. And, and so because this is a little, you know, I, I'm sorry, but every comedian that gets out there has like an extra pair of cojones that a lot of us don't have. I mean, to get up there and watch like their their joke bomb, that has got to suck, like royally, and then just keep going. And I think there's some of the most bravest people on the planet are comedians. <laughs> Truly, they are. Right? <laughs> Truly they are. But, yes, the, the comedy book is not out yet. Look at the, uh, the comedy technique is slightly different than the dramatic uh-huh. technique. But, um, yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll happen soon. <laughs> oh, good, good. you got to yeah. keep us posted on that. Well, I we really appreciate you joining us here on Big Blend Radio. Everybody, again, the book is The Warner Laughlin Technique, an acting revolution. And, it's Lough- and, and I'm pronouncing it right, right? Please tell yes, me. Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, everybody said L O U, not an, an L A U, like Laughlin, Nevada. And uh, right. Vegas is Vegas is far better. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Laughlin's interesting. Let's put it that way. So it's the Warner Laughlin technique, an acting revolution. It truly is. You can get on Amazon, but also go right to Warner's website. It's warnerlaughlin.com. I want to thank everyone for joining us. Big Blend Radio airs Monday through Thursday from 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, Friday and Sunday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time. The best thing to do to listen live or on demand is go to BigBlendRadio.com. And I want to thank the National Parks Arts Foundation for being the sponsor of this segment. They really create these amazing, unique programs, artist-in-residence programs, where you could be an actor, you could be a musician, a writer, a filmmaker, a poet, uh, a painter, and you stay in a National Park unit for a full month to create. How about that? So check it out at nationalparksartsfoundation.org. Thanks so much, Warner. You take care. Thank you so much. I enjoyed it so much. I did too. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye.